Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help homeless friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app at 100.3 HD2. Good morning and welcome to week seven of the NFL season and what I'm going to go ahead and dub the bye weeks from hell. This is certainly going to be one of the more interesting fantasy football shows I have done. I'm Jeff Meller here with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. up until 9 when I will go. I'll navigate your fantasy football lineup with you and we have ourselves Quite the doozy of a week, schedule-wise, buy-wise. So uh, let's get it going. It's time to get things underway on the Fantasy Football Show. Jeff Miller gets it going with first and ten. I just said that big voice guy. Um, All right, so here we go. You're aware of it, but it is worth noting if you've been busy this week doing things with the family, the kids, working the job, and you haven't really had time to settle in if this is your standard fantasy football morning time where you get everything set to go, the buys. Bills, Cowboys, Vikings, Steelers, Chargers, Jaguars. We've had weeks where we've had six teams on buy before, so that's nothing new. I don't know, though, if we've ever had quite the combination of fantasy-relevant football teams all taking a buy on a week when, in addition to that, what's making it particularly problematic is teams that are not on buys teams that you would generally rely upon to use their players a lot of those teams are dealing with major injury issues of their own and so this whole bye week issue with the teams that are are playing with all their injured players has created a quite the confluence of events where it is a disaster Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Delvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Najee Harris, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, James Robinson. Every single one of those players that I listed are, for the most part, locked into almost every fantasy football lineup out there. That's a lot of players who you don't have access to. So this week, again, it's going to be... Crazy to try and find those replacements. Some of the guys that I'm sure people will be asking about are guys I would generally just recoil about the idea of starting for your fantasy team. Hopefully there won't be any vomiting on the air as we work through this together. I'm not going to lie. There is a team of mine in a league that I'm in where I'm considering just taking a zero in a position because all of the options on the waiver wire are not very interesting. And then I've got so many players on by. I don't want to cut any of them because they're all very solid players. I don't want to cut them for a swag player who is really, not, I don't think, going to help me for anything more than three or four points unless I get extremely lucky with a touchdown. So I'm just throwing it out there. Look at your matchup. Look at your opponent. 
if you don't like if you think their lineup is not very strong and you happen to be fortunate with most of your players that you're going with, maybe you're not this one particular team, you don't have, you know, you're not crushed by the buys, it might be okay to take a zero in one of your positions this week, depending on your opponent's lineup. So I so I would advise most people out there, take a look and strongly look over your opponent's lineup and who they have available as well. So because you may just want to take a zero in one spot, it might be uh the best part. Uh, the best way to handle this week. So, again, we'll continue through all that today, but 312-332-3776. AB will not be touched to da- today either by the Bears. He has been ruled out along with Rob Gronkowski. So Tom Brady down two pretty good weapons. Of course, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, all still available. I do like the idea of potentially plugging in O.J. Howard if you're still looking for a tight end, if you've already grabbed him off the wire. He's still available in over 50% of leagues, though, so he might be somebody who you can turn to, even in a flex spot this week again, um, with everybody who's on by or out. It's a problem this week. So maybe O.J. Howard. I'll mention Tyler Johnson's name. He is theoretically the man who steps in and plays the role of third receiver for the Bucks today, although I don't know how great I would feel about starting him. But again, you know, with everything that's uh, going on this week, maybe he's a name worth noting for you. They will continue to do so if they give an opportunity. Hand it off. Williams, spin move to the end zone. Touchdown, Chicago. Good news for the Bears. They will receive Damian Williams back today. He was removed from the COVID list yesterday. So they'll have him in the backfield. I still expect Khalil Herbert to garner the majority of carries. Although it's going to be much more of a split situation than it was last week because obviously Herbert was the only real back the Bears wanted to rely on. I do think Herbert is the better, at least he's looked like the better runner. He's He especially showed last week, I think, he's got the pot, the potential to be a, a starting run, caliber running back in this league. So I would expect him to see more more carries. But with the passing game, Damian Williams maybe gets a little more work there. The other thing is you never quite know how a player is going to feel returning from COVID until you actually see them out in the field. So, again, not somebody I would be looking to start, but with this week uh, having so many issues, it's a possibility. Third and goal. Carr. The Waller went up and got it. Got the touchdown. Got ourselves a ball game. All right, so Darren Waller, who had uh, an unbelievable first couple weeks of the season for his fantasy owners, has certainly struggled the last few weeks, he's been productive, but not what you expected. He was added to the injury report yesterday with an ankle injury from Schefter. He doesn't, quote, feel great. And Vegas is not expected to know until pregame warm-ups whether or not he's going to be, be available against the Eagles today. And, of course, that's a 305 start. So if you have somebody who you, uh, as a tight end in the noon game, you may want to go ahead and use them because that does not sound super encouraging. And whenever a guy is added to the injury report on a Saturday. Never feeling great about that. Pressure on. Dumps it off at a screen to Gibson. And Antonio Gibson running like a receiver. Can he be caught by Tredavious White? Eventually, yes. All the way inside the 10 and into the end zone for a touchdown. All right, so that was an Antonio Gibson highlight when times were good. They have not been good as of late. He's been playing through a hairline fracture in his shin. He was relegated to the bench in the second half. Not the entire second half, but portions of the second half last week for Washington. 
and you know you can read into that what you want but if you've been somebody who's been looking to potentially bench Antonio Gibson I think today is a possibility where you can go ahead and do that against the Packers again if you have a couple of healthy bodies who are not on bye that is going to be the uh, key for any fantasy player out there from the 17 new set of downs as Fitzpatrick throws to the end zone it is Parker again his second touchdown today all day long with Devontae Parker Devontae Parker this was uh, a little bit discouraging as well from Ian Rappaport this morning he's listed as questionable with the shoulder and hamstring ailments but it appears to have been an uphill battle to play today a source told Ian Rappaport a chance but not a great one. So that does not sound very good for Parker, who, you know, with Tua, I feel a little bit better about starting if he's available. But again, that is not great news in, uh, from Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. From the 37, Jones looking for Shepard, and he's got it inside the 20. Slips a tackle. Sterling Shepard, touchdown Giants. All right, so Sterling Shepard, is somebody who is going to give it a go in pregame warm-ups, according to Adam Schefter. They're going to have to see how that responds because he's dealing with his own hamstring injury. Shepard, if he's available, again, another wide receiver who you may need to use today. If he's out there, check the inactives. If he's out there and available, I'd probably be okay using him. Another giant receiver who's returning from a hamstring injury looks much more likely to play today is Darius Slayton and John Ross, by the way. Both have hamstring injuries they're both returning from. If Darius Slayton is somebody you're considering. It looks like he's a possibility as well. And I think they're all on the table because of, again, the bye weeks from hell that we're dealing with this week. Here's a toss to Collins running left. Cuts up field and is in for the touchdown. Alex Collins. Last man here before I get to your calls. Alex Collins, Seahawks running back, listed as questionable for Monday night's game, is expected to play per Pete Carroll. So that is good news uh, if you're somebody who was concerned because it is the Monday night game. It sounds like he's going to be a go. And since he has taken over, he's been a productive player with Chris Carson on injured reserve. I will note that it looks like Rashad Penny will be back from injured reserve for the Seahawks this week. And he, if he is available in your league, I think it's worth adding. I was much more intrigued about starting him this week when it looked like Alex Collins might not play. But, again, I think it's still worth an ad because I know we're always looking for running backs in fantasy football. So, all right, there you go. Plenty of injury news, all the latest that you need to be aware of. I'm Jeff Meller. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. Your turn. Let's jump on into the calls today and uh, try and get as many in as possible because, like I said, it is a rough week out there. Let's try Scott who's in Maryville. Scott, what's going on, my man? Hey, my good man. Hey, I originally had a running back question. I think you answered. It was between Gibson, Damian Harris, and Elijah Mitchell. I think I'm going to play Mitchell and Harris. What I'd like to change in my question is, I have Sterling Shepard slotted in. Mm-hmm. I know he's banged up, but uh, I have Jalen Waddle on, uh, on the bench. Would that be a good swap or leave Sterling Shepard in? That's my real question. Yeah, so I, you know what? I Sure. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, Scott. Uh, that, that one's uh, that one's interesting because, yeah, I think I would ask, especially after last week uh, with Jalen Waddell, the connection he, he has with Tua. Remember, they played in college. I think that is a definite start over Sterling Shepard, especially because 
Sterling Shepard is not a lock to play. He's going to have to go test it out in warm-ups and you know, see if he's good to go. I always hate to hear those early morning reports like that. And again, I'm not saying you can't use him because I understand this week for all the other listeners out there who are considering Sterling Shepard. But if somebody like Jalen Waddell is an option for you, I would definitely go ahead and use him over Sterling Shepard today. Let's try Gerald in Hoffman Estates. What's up, Gerald? You're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, man. Great show. Uh, brief question. I kind of screwed up on the team of one of my players was on. But anyway, I need uh, two running backs, and I've got uh, out of these four. I've got the Jets running back, which is Carter. Michael Carter, sure. I've got, yep, Chuba Hubbard. Mm-hmm. I've got Mike Davis, and I've got Connor. James Connor. And you, you, need, yes, you need two of those or, or just one? Two of those. All right, so I'm definitely going to use Chuba Hubbard. You know, he, I, you know, I think just right. he feels like the safest play of all those guys. Uh, and I'm staying away from Michael Carter right now. You know, the, the last time the Jets played the Patriots, things were awful. I don't feel, okay. until I see more from Carter truly being like a featured back, I'm having a hard time starting him in any situation. I'll admit okay. that, I, like, I, this one's a shot between Davis and Connor. I think I lean right. slightly towards Connor because the possibility of scoring a short touchdown or two, I like much more. Mike, Mike Davis, right. even though he's getting his, you know, 15 or 16 touches right. per game, you know, the problem is Cordero Patterson's been much oh, more yeah, explosive in the running game, Gerald. So I would use James Connor along with Chuba Hubbard today, especially in the PPR format. Uh, Mike Davis just, you know, I'm not saying you have to bench him, but it's hard to rely upon him right now with the way Cordero Patterson is running in the, the Falcons game. Even though he's not, Patterson is not out there, you know, a ton of snaps. But it seems like a, a real focus to get him the ball when he is. And so, you know, Patterson's seeing anywhere from 12 to 14 touches a game. And that's really eating into Mike Davis's production. Let's go on out to uh, our man, Mike, who's in Mount Prospect. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, uh, Jeff Miller. Um, I've got uh, a PPR, and I need two to three wide receivers. <clears throat> Brandon Cooks, Houston, and Arizona. You know, Houston will be passing, catching up the whole game. <laughs> Michael Pittman uh, with no Hilton and no sure. Paris Campbell. And lastly, J- Jacoby Meyer uh, versus New-, New York Jets, who has the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, and he's never caught a touchdown pass. Sure. Um, and you need, you said two, right? Two. So, two. PPR. <sighs> yeah. For me, it comes down to Cooks, Pittman, and Myers, two of those three would be my initial feeling. And I think I'm going to say I personally would use Pittman without T.Y. Hilton. You know, I think you feel safe about him being the number one option for Indy. And then Pete Myers and Cooks, that one really is a true toss-up. I think, I think I'd lean towards Cooks. I just think Houston, whenever they're going to actually do something on offense, it's going to be relying on Cooks. So, and Myers has just struggled to get into the end zone. You know what I'm saying? So I think I would, right. go, I would go Cooks and Pittman, Mike. That's, that's what I've got. I feel the same way, but it's tough. You know? Yep. I hear you, Great Mike. Great intro today. Great intro. Oh, thank You're you, Mike. I, I do appreciate it, as always. We will talk to you next week, Mike, my man. I know you'll be one of the first callers on the line. But we've, got, we've actually got a couple lines open, a rare occurrence here on the Fantasy Football Show, 312-332-3776. I encourage you, if you want to, Go ahead and bounce your question off me. Jump in now because as the show progresses, the lines tend to fill up as we get later into the morning. I'm Jeff Miller. Give me a call. 312-332-3776 right here on ESPN 1000. 
The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. The Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN 1000, presented by Twin Peaks. I'm Jeff Meller, here every Sunday morning for you, starting at 8 a.m. during the football season. 312-332-3776. The phone lines are now full, so we can run through the calls. Again, I'll try and get you on the show if you're on now, but uh, keep trying. If you get a busy signal, we'll try and get as many calls answered today as possible with all these bi-week issues. Let's go on out to Displains and say hello to Marson. Good morning, Marson. What's going on? Good morning. Uh, I'm hoping my defense uh, does well since my rest of the team is kind of uh, bad. <laughs> okay. All the bye weeks and everything. Sure. We're so all dealing question, with it, Marson. So my question is the Rams against uh, Detroit or Pittsburgh against Jets who are coming up to buy. Uh, you mean the Patriots, right? Patriots. Sorry. Yeah, so yeah. The, no problem. The Rams or the Patriots, the old defensive streaming question here. I personally would go ahead and use the Rams. The I have to believe, you know, having seen the Patriots, you know, I know it was a disaster for Zach Wilson. I think it was five picks, right, that, that he threw against them the last time they played in Belichick's history of success against rookie quarterbacks is great, but it was like what was it, three weeks ago when they played last. So I think the opportunity to at least do something a little bit more conservative for the Jets is going to be there. And I like the Rams in Detroit today. I like the uh, I'm sorry uh, in LA hosting Detroit today at SoFi Stadium. I just the playmakers for the Rams defense. I I, I trust a little more than the Patriots right now. So I would go ahead and use the Rams and the I think just the. The possibility for a big play touchdown, I trust them a bit more than the Patriots these days. So I'd go ahead and use them, Marson. Again, don't feel shameful about your lineup today. I think we're all in that spot where we can't believe the position the NFL has put their fantasy football players in. And, you know, that's, I think, the one thing that is irritating is when you look at the buys and the way they're spread out. I understand the NFL uh, owes nothing to anybody out there, but you would think their fan base, they would try and in some ways spread out the bye weeks a little bit trying to there listen there's no need, no reason they need six teams on bye they can easily spread out the bye weeks throughout an eight week period and just put four weeks on bye every single week it would certainly be more conducive to your you know your most fervent fans the fantasy football players out there but i digress let's try ali in rogers park what's up ali hey there jeff how's it going man great um I had uh, my running backs question. Um, I had uh, uh, I need uh, from these four. I think I need two. I got mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette, Chuba Hubbard, Khalil Herbert, and uh, Damian Harris. Sure. And then I also wanted to ask, like, is there any wide receiver on the wave wire that I should think about picking up? Because 
Um, I just found out Antonio Brown is out. I picked up Jacoby Myers, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's a good pickup or not. All right, so um, uh, you know what, Myers is a pretty uh, – the fact that he's out there is a pretty solid uh, guy to plug in, especially in the PPR league, which it looks like you're playing in, Ali. I would use uh, Leonard Fournette and Chuba Hubbard. I, look, Har- Harrison Herbert, you're in some pretty solid shape, I'm telling you. Most lineups that I've received questions about so far have been – far more, you know, uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel instances than what you've right. got to go with. I think Fournette, though, and Hubbard are easy picks for me because of the PPR format. I don't expect Khalil Herbert to catch a ton of passes with Damian Williams returning. We saw, okay. I mean, that's probably the biggest weakness in Khalil Herbert's game, even though I like the way he runs. Um, you know, it's, it's a brutal matchup against the Bucks defense. So, and then Damian Harris right now, he's dealing right now a little bit with uh, Ramondre Stevenson potentially stealing some carries from him. So, you know, you're just in a great spot where Fournette and Hubbard, as long as McCaffrey is out, those are two pretty solid guys to use in the PPR format. Let's go ahead and say hello to Tony in Shorewood. Hey, Tony, what's up? Hey, Jeff. Great show as always. Thank you, man. Um, great play, great playlist today too. Nice job. Um, <laughs> So I got a similar question, Ali. Um, I have Hubbard, Fournette, Damian Harris, and Cordell Patterson, mm-hmm. half-point PPR. I need three, so I guess it's between Patterson and yeah. Damian Harris. Yeah, no, damn, you, it is very similar. I didn't even notice that when I went to you, Tony. Uh, I would, you know, it's, it's hard for me not to, to use Cordell Patterson right now. He's just, you know, he's seeing... Just as many touches as most, you know, RB2s that people are choosing between, even though, as I mentioned, his snap count is not as high. It's whenever he's on the field, they're getting him the ball. And, like, credit to Arthur Smith because, you know, Cordell Patterson has been in the league for damn near a decade. And outside of being a kick returner, he's always flashed potential, but never done what he's done right now. So I'm more than happy. I, I, and in fact, you're in a good spot. But if I'm a Cordell Patterson owner, which I am in a couple leagues, there's, I just feel uncomfortable taking him out of my lineup right now the way he has that explosive ability. So, I, yeah, Fournette, Hubbard, and Patterson. And it really in the PPR format, Tony, even though it's only a half, it makes it easy to go ahead and put Damian Harris on the bench just because he doesn't see a ton of catches. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate you waking up with us. Let's try Tom, who is in Bridgeport. Tommy! Hey, Jeff. How you doing? Good morning. Um, I, I got a little predicament. Uh, I got Corey Davis and Tim Higgins. Um, I'm thinking about cutting one of them two and picking up Gasky to tie them for Miami because mm-hmm. he's been playing. He's been playing like a wide receiver over there. He's going to get a lot of targets too. Yeah, it's a non PPI league, so I just want to figure what so, you think. So should you should you uh, waive either T Higgins or Corey Davis for Mike Gasecki? Yes, and and I guess Tom, the question is like, and who's your starting tight ends? I, we don't play tight ends. Okay. We, just, uh, you know, we, we can use our tight ends with our receivers, so we don't big, have tight ends. I, big thumbs up to you, Tom. I like that because it is such a huge advantage for someone like Travis Kelsey. Yeah, because you only got a couple good tight ends in the league, so we just put it all together. If you want them, you want them. Sure. No, I, I, I love that. That's the format. That's my preferred format, although it's always hard to, you know, when you're getting people to join your league, it's hard to kind of get them to wrap their heads around it. Oftentimes you, gotta, you have to find some experienced fantasy football players who understand, you know, the dynamics right. of it and why you want to do it. But uh, kudos to you. I would, in that scenario, I would, I think I would drop Corey Davis for Mike Gusecki. Yeah, I know Higgins has been pretty bad since he came back from injury. I'm sorry, who? Higgins. He's yeah, been, he's been but pretty bad. here's the thing. You know? I think the upside for T. Higgins is... I just right now don't love using Corey Davis the way Zach Wilson is playing. So 
I guess the question is, like, I, and I do think, Gusecki, you point out, like, you know, he's seen a lot of targets over the last few weeks, and now that two is back, wouldn't be surprised at all if he's, you, you know, he's basically using the slot often. So I like the upside of Higgins more than Corey Davis, you know, when it, when all is said and done, and I think Mike's, Mike Gusecki's a little bit safer. So, yeah, I, I think I would go ahead. But, again, if you feel strongly you don't like what you've seen from Higgins, go. I, I'm not going to fight you. Either one would be fine with me releasing uh, for Gusecki. better quarterback, so that's, you know. Yeah, that's, you, know. That, that's, that's, you, you pinpointed it for me, Tom. That's basically probably why I feel better about Higgins than Corey Davis is because I trust Joe Burrow more than Zach Wilson, obviously. Correct. Yeah, so you think uh, cut Corey Davis and pick up Gasky, right? Yeah, yeah Gasecki, absolutely, Tom. Gasecki, I'm sorry. No, yeah. no worries. I only, you know, and, and the only reason I, uh, you know, correct people is just to make sure that everybody, all the listeners out there, I want to make sure they know who we're talking about. So no worries. Thanks for calling, Tom. Do appreciate it. Let's try my man David, who's calling from downtown. Got a PPR question. What's up, Dave? Hey, what's up? So I got, um, I have a Inflex Mooney or Rondale Moore. Yeah, so you know what? This one's pretty easy for me. I'd go ahead and use Darnell Mooney. Rondale Moore, he's explosive, but there's four wide receivers in that Cardinals offense. You know DeAndre Hopkins is going to eat. And then A.J. Green and Christian Kirk are certainly, it seems like, higher in the pecking order right now than Rondale Moore. So I'm not saying Rondale Moore can't have a big play and outscore Mooney, but Mooney's, you know, he's clearly the second wide receiving option on the Bears. And right now, the way they've been going since... Justin Fields got on the field. I believe Darnell Mooney has outpointed Allen Robinson since Justin Fields yeah. has taken the field. So yeah. for me, it's pretty easy. Mooney over Moore. You just got to go with the volume in that situation. Cool. Thanks. All right. Thank you, David. Uh, all right. From one Dave to another. Let's try Dave, who's in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. He's a regular. What's up, Dave? Good morning, Jeff. Uh, good morning, Jeff. How are you today? I'm in the bye week blues like everybody else. Uh, I got a tough one here. I got three running backs on a bye and I've got Antonio Gibson, who, like you said, sat out most of the second half last week. And I've also got McKissick, and I've got Devontae Booker, and I need to start two. I'm thinking Booker and McKissick because Washington could be down big against the Packers. Sure. So, And you have it – and it's PPR for you, right, Dave? PPR, yep. yeah. So yep. I would I would definitely use Booker because Saquon Barkley is out. I haven't officially said that out loud, but most people, I think, are aware of that already. So I would definitely use – Devontae Booker. And then now what's interesting is I was actually uh, looking through uh, Twitch earlier today and uh, Joey Run 13 had a similar question in regards to Gibson or McKissick. And I was about to go ahead and give him an answer during the commercial break. And then I stopped for a moment because I, he's, a, he's running a standard league. And in, in that situation, I think I would use Antonio Gibson still. I think I would cross my fingers for a more week. However, Dave, in your situation... PPR, I feel very comfortable about using J.D. McKissick because I feel, look, he's probably safe for five catches. You know what I'm saying? And so that floor in the PPR format says, to me, I would use McKissick over Gibson and wait a week. But for Joey Run in our Twitch feed, I would say I think I would use Antonio Gibson because of the standard scoring. So uh, for you, Dave, McKissick and Booker. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. All right, 312-332-3776. Got another half hour to go taking your questions on the Fantasy Football Show. This hour is brought to you by Northwestern Basketball, Chicago's Big Ten team. Join Coach Collins and the Wildcats at Welsh Ryan Arena this season when they host DePaul, Illinois, and more. Tickets on sale now at nusports.com. The 
Fantasy Football Show with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Taking your fantasy football questions and dilemmas, trying to get you a win during the bye weeks from hell. But hey, quick reminder here it is going to be Meller and Miller time today out at the Points Bet Sportsbook Casino at Hawthorne. We're going to be out today from one to three. I'll be out there with Deanne Miller from ABC7. You know her, of course. We do the pregame show two hours before the Bears game begins. So today we'll be, again, out at PointsBet Sportsbook, 3501 South Laramie in Cicero. So come out and join us. Watch a lot of football. You know, get there a little bit early. I'll probably roll in around noon just so I can see all the games. So come on out, say hello, hang out with us. Again, we'll be at the uh, PointsBet Sportsbook Casino at Hawthorne today in Cicero. So uh, come join us from 1 to 3 as we get you set for Bears and Bucks in Tampa Bay. Let's try, let's go out to Romeoville and say hello to Tom. What's up, Tommy? Hey, what's going on, man? Good morning. Uh, I got a running back question, full PBR. Ramondre mm-hmm. Stevenson or if Alex Collins plays? Yeah, so, I, Tom, I have to say, I especially the PPR, it doesn't really help Stevenson much. I'm going to say I would use Alex Collins because, you know, we got the note from Schefter that Alex Collins is expected to play. Things can always go a bit awry, and, you know, you'd hate to get, like, a setback during the week. Or, I'm sorry, you know, something happened today or in warm-ups tomorrow. But I would say I, Alex Collins would be my choice, Tom. I'm going to ask one question, though. Do you have – is Rashad Penny available on your waiver wire? I do not, but I got space for him. <laughs> okay, so perfect. If you can go ahead and grab him and in the event that Alex Collins is, you know, something happens in warm-ups and all of a sudden on Monday night we find out, hey, he can't go, then – you have Rashad Penny to plug in, but I would definitely prefer to use Collins over Stevenson right now. Great, man. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you, Tom. See, that's why you got to ask those follow-up questions to see what kind of uh, roster flexibility someone has. You always want to be trying to think a step ahead when you're looking at the schedule and the way if you have like an afternoon game uh, or, you know, maybe that tricky Sunday nighter that you got to worry about or even there, the Monday night situation. Just see what backups might be available in the event that a guy who is, you know, maybe a little bit questionable if you have an alternative to use, then you know what? You can feel comfortable using him in the event that he cannot go. Let's try. Let's see. Let's go to Nardo in Logan Square. What's up, Nardo? Hey, what up, Jeff? Uh, I have a question. So I got Bass, the kicker for Buffalo's on by, and I don't want to drop him. So should I drop Dylan for the Packers or Singletary for the Bills in order to pick up another kicker? <sighs> this is rough because... I'm with you. I'm actually one of the few people out there who values having a good kicker. So I understand the reluctance to you know drop him, but I also cannot advise dropping AJ Dillon because you know you're an Aaron Jones injury away from having all of a sudden a top ten running back potentially. So you can't drop AJ Dillon under this scenario. I would say Devin Singletary would be the guy I might I'd be okay doing it for, but. I, as much as I, I, I still wouldn't advise it. I would still say you hate dropping the kicker like Bass, but 
like I, it's just there's kicker. There, it's such a replaceable position that I wouldn't want to lose a potential running back. Like, like when I'm dealing with like dead roster spots, guys who I don't care if I cut, then I'm okay carrying two kickers during my bye week. But mm. Singletary and Dylan running backs the spot where all year long, as soon as injuries crop up, all of a sudden a guy goes from just being somebody you, you don't want to use to all of a sudden being someone who's a must-start plug into your lineup. And someone like Singletary has you know a similar opportunity, if anything happens, to Moss. Uh, but I yeah. do prefer Dylan over Singletary if it comes down to it. So, Can I, yeah. can I ask a quick follow-up? Sure. If, since I have... If I want to drop uh, Singletary come like tomorrow night, because both kickers for tomorrow night's game are available, should I just try to risk it running no kicker and then last second pick up a kicker so, or no? Here's the thing. Absolutely, if your league allows it. Uh, and so single, that, that's actually a good way to play it, Nardo. Singletary has the buy, so he'll be eligible to be dropped you know, all week long. So I think yeah. that's actually the very shrewd way to play it is, you know, play it out, see what happens. And since both kickers are available, you know what I mean? But one one thing I'll say is just make sure that as soon as you kind of have some clarity on the matchup, like, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? You you know which way it's going. I would say, you know, don't allow your opponent to go in there and scoop, you know, the kickers up to to prevent you from doing so. So make sure you're on top of it. In fact, I would try and do it tonight after the Sunday, Sunday night game wraps up, you know, so you know what position you're in. Make sense? Yeah, perfect. Thanks, Jeff. All right, thanks, Nardo. Love that little strategy talk here on the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Jeff Meller, 312-332-3776. Let's try Wanda in Payless Hills. Wanda, you're on ESPN 1000. Okay, I'm also in a bad week from hell, but um, for my flex by PPR, mm-hmm. um, Aguilar or Drake? Yeah, boy, this is rough. Nelson Aguilar, you just, you know, you, hate, you always hate. I, But still, man, Kenyon Drake, he, he he really is not involved much in the Raiders' offense, even though they paid him a pretty substantial amount of money in the offseason to come in and be what we thought was going to be the third down running back. But, boy, I don't feel good about Nelson Aguilar either. <laughs> oh, man, flip a coin here. I think I would still use Aguilar because I think the chances for him to maybe catch a long touchdown – are there so it's really just crossing your fingers, Wanda, and hoping that he comes through for one long play. Okay, because I know, I mean, with the new coaching and Raiders, Drake actually did really good last week. He got like twenty-one fantasy points. He, he, so. Yeah, but it, listen, you, you may, you know what, you make a fair point. Maybe you know, and maybe that's just uh, sometimes I get so locked in. Not, you know what, it's it's probably you've convinced me, Wanda. Kenyon Drake with uh, with Richie Brascia taking over for John Gruden, right? I think that's a fair, you know, you you know what? You have new coaching staff in place, and I don't like Nelson Aguilar. So, yeah, I, w- I was thinking I-, I try not to get too bogged down on one blip of a week, but there's a reason right. for why Drake right. probably was more productive, and it was a new coaching staff. So, you know what? You've convinced the expert here, Wanda. I think you make a uh, smart argument, and whenever you can go ahead and bench Nelson Aguilar, you're probably going to be picking the right player. So go ahead and use Kenyon Drake. Okay, thank you. I all appreciate right. it. Hopefully uh, Wanda is correct on that one, and she ends up proving all of us wrong there. Let's try, let's go to Ben, who's in Portage Park. Hey, Ben, what's up? What's up, player? How you doing? Good, man. Cool, man. The uh, bye week's got me by the short and curly, mm. and I don't know if I should not play a defense because I like my bench so much. Um, so can I read you some of my bench players, see if any of them are worth dropping? Yeah, fi- fire away. 
Miles Sanders, he's kind of been underperformer, but he was a high draft pick. Adam Thaheen is on by. Odell Beckham, I wish I would have dropped him come yeah, Thursday. Sure. Um, but it's too late for that. Justin Herbert, Williams also from Los Angeles, and then Michael Thomas, who I'm hoping for a big comeback. Yeah. You know, I do have uh, I have uh, James Conner as a flex. Maybe I should switch him with Sanders and then drop Connor, but Connor's been doing all right. So yeah, no, you, and, and you know what, Connor's kind of that uh, you know the whole running back situation. Anything happens to Chase, Ed, Chase Edmonds, and all of a sudden it looks like Connor mm-hmm. would even have a, a bigger role. So yeah, no, especially defenses are hit or miss most weeks anyway. I would go ahead and take the zero for the defense. I don't want to drop any of those players that you mentioned. You're, you know, they're just you know Michael Thomas. You've you've gone this far with him. I don't know when he's going to return. Uh, yeah. so that's, but at this point you've, you've, you know, you've kind of made your bed. So you may as well lie in it with Michael Thomas. You've gone this far. I would expect he's, you know, you hope he's back in the next, you know, two to three weeks. And so, yeah, I would just take the zero from the defense this week because chances are you end up scooping up, a, you know, unless you're, unless a league is like heavily slanted where they give defenses like tons of points. And I, and those are very rare. I, you know, I've only, I only yeah. know a couple leagues like that. I would, uh, yeah. And I, it sounds like that's not the case here, Ben. I would just take the zero from the defense this week. Yeah. I have been streaming defenses and they have cost me points in the past. So I yeah. Oh, just, well, that's the other thing too. If, if your league actually is one where they actually like can get you negative points, then yes, oh, yeah. definitely take the zero. There's no, there's no point in dropping a productive player for a defense that could actually hurt you. Yeah, absolutely. And as it's, as it's slated right now, I'm only a half point estimated behind the guy I'm playing. So I think I'm just going to ride with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's been a crazy week. Thanks for the call, Ben. With the all the bye weeks that I uh, talked about at the top of the show, it's, you know, I think it's perfectly fine to go ahead and take a zero this week it, as opposed to dropping, you know, a productive player. Now I'll say, you know, you have to have, I think, a discerning eye for who could be a potential productive player. But at this point, I'm willing to take a zero in my lineup unless, but again, this is where context is everything. You know, if you're, if you're two and four, you probably don't take the zero because you're going to need, you're going to be neat fighting for every win. And even if you, chances are, you know, running the table is going to be tough, but every win could be the one that decides you being in the playoffs or not. So, uh, you know, depending on if you're three and three or better, and you want to take a zero because you don't want to drop anybody, I'm okay with that. I may end up doing it in one of my leagues this week. I don't generally do that, but it's on the table. I haven't made a final call. I'll have to do that by noon. I'm Jeff Meller, 312-332-3776. Hit me up on Twitter with your questions as well, at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. You can also follow us and watch on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Join the conversation. Hit me up with a question there. We'll uh, check in with Twitch next and take the rest of your calls on ESPN. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. If I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. you i was not lying earlier next week look a little peek ahead two teams on by vegas and baltimore gotta throw six on for again your most loyal and diehard consumer of your sport your fantasy football players let's just uh screw with them 
for no real reason, right? Thanks, NFL. We do appreciate it. But we're finding our way through it, trying to help you out. Again, 312-332-3776. You can always hit me up on Twitter as well. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. All right. Let's uh, rock and roll, get through these last few questions here before we wrap up at 9 o'clock. Let's try Sebastian in Geneva. Hey, Sebastian, what's up? Hey, what's up, Jeff? Uh, can't think of a better way to kick off the Sabbath. <laughs> All right. Let's not be blasphemous here, my friends. PPR. I need a flex. Mm-hmm. Higgins. Khalil Herbert against Tampa Bay's Rundy for Darnell Mooney. <sighs> Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I love Herbert, but I got to cross him off the list just because I do think with the return of Damian Williams, he's more likely to be the pass catcher. That screen that Herbert dropped last week, it, was it the late third quarter? That just was infuriating. He was on his way to, you know, I mean, he had a great day for fantasy purposes, but it could have just been, um, you know, one of those ones where you're like, okay. And that drop though was a critical drop, uh, that the, uh, that he had, uh, late in the game against the Packers that could have really changed the direction of the game. So, uh, with Damian Williams back, I'm concerned about him catching passes and in the PPR format, I always want guys who I think can get those cheap, easy points. For me, I think I would go with Darnell Mooney with the opportunity to attack the, you know, banged up Buccaneers secondary, a game that looks like, you know, they're going to have to throw at some point just to kind of hang around. And even though I like the matchup for T. Higgins, because I think Marlon Humphrey will be following around Jamar Chase quite a bit today, Higgins hasn't been really productive since he's returned to the lineup. So um, with Mooney as an alternative, I would say I would use Mooney over T. Higgins today. Appreciate it, buddy, as always. All right. Thank you, Sebastian. Do appreciate you listening. Let's try. Let's go to Nathan in Burbank. What's up, Nate? Hey, Nate. Nate wanted to know uh, in a PPR format, Elijah Mitchell or Jalen Waddell. I would go ahead and use Jalen Waddell today because Elijah Mitchell, uh, I want to see how Kyle Shanahan uses him. You know the whole uh, shenanigans where you have to deal with when you're expecting Kyle Shanahan to do one thing with his running back and his running game. He will uh, swerve and go in the opposite direction. So I want to see it before I commit to Eli Mitchell if I can. Let's try Julian, who's in Deerfield. Jules, what's going on? Hey, good morning, Jeff. How are you doing? Excellent. Good. Um, so I have a PPR league, and I have one flex that I need to fill. I got Mike Davis mm-hmm. or Jacoby Myers, but I also have Cordero Patterson in the running back. So yeah, you know what? I, I'm well. I think I would have said Myers anyway, but having knowing the fact that you have Patterson as well solidifies it for me there because I think you're limiting your upside a little bit when you go with both those players. You know, playing the same spot essentially for the same team, um, you're going to cap yourself a little bit. Myers in the PPR format, you know, that's really where he excels. Obviously, you, we'd like to see him get a touchdown at some point, but uh, you know, the the, the catches are going to should be there for Jacoby Myers. So I'd go ahead and use him over Mike Davis at this point. Let's try Tom, who is an indie. Tom, you are on the hey. Fantasy Football Show. Hey Jeff, how's it going, man? Excellent. Hey, so I have to pick, but. Two out of the four here, I have Rondell Moore, half-point PPR, by the mm-hmm. way. Rondell Moore, Brandon Ayuk, Corey Davis, and Rashad Bateman. And you need one of these? I need two out of the four. Two out of the four. All right, yes, I, th- I would say, and, and I know I talked him down a little bit earlier, but the problem for Rondell Moore is that you just, there's no, you know, 
the floor is a zero. There's no volume there that you can count on. Exactly. So, like, for me as a fantasy player, unless, you know, and I will admit, this is one of those weeks where I could easily see starting Rondell more if you have no options, but you've got some decent options to turn to. Corey Davis, I talked, you know, about Zach Wilson a lot this morning. Don't feel great about him, but I, I'd like Corey Davis best of those options. And then I think Rashad Bateman, um, you know, one I know he's only one one week into his, uh, or one game played into his career, but uh, you had to be a little bit encouraged. And the way Baltimore is, you know, passing the ball with Lamar Jackson, they're such a difficult team to defend against. And it seems like Lamar Jackson is finally figuring out how to excel in, you know, at the uh, in the mid mid level uh, passing game as well. So I think that's going to open up a lot of opportunities for Bateman. So I think I would roll with him. Okay. All awesome, right. Jeff. Thank Thanks. you. That's Appreciate it. Out. Let's try Ed, who is downtown. Eddie. Yes, hi, Jeff. How's it going? Good, man. What do you got? So, all season I've been kind of stashing Michael Gallup and Michael Thomas on my IR. Mm-hmm. Kittles got hurt, so I had to put Kittles on IR. Now with all the buys, um, I need to add, drop my kicker just to add some players. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out at this point of the year, should I – because I, I kind of need a kicker. I'm in that sixth place, and it's real, our league is real tight, and sure. every point counts. Yep. I'm trying to figure out if I should just go this week without a kicker or um, keep um, or drop Michael Gallup or Michael Thomas. <sighs> Listen, when you're in this spot, I don't want to give away the win, and when it's tight, I think I would take I would grab a kicker, and I'd be okay dropping Michael Gallup personally. I think the upside for Michael Thomas is a potential top 10 wide receiver, so that's why you hang with him. For Gallup, I don't feel like he's, you know, uh, I don't think he's ever going to be a top 10 wide receiver. So I'd go ahead and uh, dump Gallup and, you, and grab the kicker because you don't want to end up missing the playoffs because you didn't start a kicker one week and those points could end up being the difference between you making the playoffs and not. So I would go ahead in that situation and do it. All right, folks, that does it for me. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Football Show. As always, presented by Twin Peaks. Come on out. Points Bet Sportsbook. At Hawthorne Racecourse, I'll be there with Dion Miller at 1 o'clock from 1 to 3 today. Come out and say hello, 3501 South Laramie in Cicero. Miller & Miller, it's Miller & Miller time later today at 1 o'clock. Thanks for listening.